Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. What appears as though we are going to have one leaders debate ahead of April 16th, and that debate is set to take place on Thursday of this week. There will be four participants in that leaders debate, Rachel Notley, Jason Kenney, Stephen Mandel, and David Kahn. Uh, one party leader who will apparently not be a part of the proceedings is Derek Fildebrandt, who leads the Freedom Conservative Party and is in studio with us here this afternoon. Derek, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Okay, let's talk about the debate. You obviously believe you should be included in the debate. What, what is your argument then? Well, I'm arguing that uh, participation in the debate should follow what the precedent set by every single leadership debate that we've had in the history of leadership debates in Alberta going back to Peter Lougheed. Um, there's no written legislation on these things, so there's no firm guidelines. It was just based on precedent. And mm-hmm. the precedent set has always been that if a party has... Um, as their leader, an MLA elected to the legislature, or if they've elected an MLA under their banner to the legislature, one of those two, that they're always uh, included in the leadership debate. There have been uh, exceptions to that in the direction of adding more people to it. There have been parties with no seats in the legislature that have been in debates before, but never in the history of Alberta has an official party uh, that is recognized as a caucus in the legislature and has an elected MLA as the leader of that party been excluded from a debate. So were you expecting that you would be a part of the debate? Absolutely. I mean, uh, 40 years of precedence is normally a pretty good uh, good indication. Um, you know, the polls shouldn't really dictate who's in a debate or not, but we've consistently pulled in a strong fourth place. We've consistently pulled uh, between the Alberta Party and the Liberals, sometimes at twice the support of the Liberals. Uh, I do believe the Liberals should be in the debate. I'm not uh, discounting mm-hmm. them. Um, there are five parties that were represented in the legislature when the election was called. Three of those parties had an elected MLA as the leader. The Freedom Conservative Party, uh, myself, is one of those parties. And so, uh, But we've been aware for a long time that uh, the Jason Kenney campaign has been lobbying those, uh, the consortium that uh, that organized these things to uh, rewrite the rules to try and exclude us, and uh, and that lobbying seems to have paid off. Uh, the New Democrats were pushing for your inclusion, though. Yeah, uh, both the uh, New Democrats and the Liberals uh, both supported our participation in the debate. Um, you know, I mean, I, every party's got an agenda but uh, about why, but, you know, the Liberals, uh, geez, if you look at the CBC vote compass, not that, uh, I, not that that's exactly gospel, but if you look at that, they fall literally exactly on top of the NDP. They're a direct vote competitor. They take at least a few percentage away from the NDP uh, pool of voters. The Alberta Party competes with primarily with the NDP, but a bit with the Tories. There are different policy competitors in there. Uh, the Freedom Conservative Party consistently polls between the Alberta Party and the Liberals. We have met the precedent of 40 years of leadership debates that have taken place in this province. And uh, so it, it is it is very bad for democracy that um, the media consortium with heavy lobbying from one particular candidate has uh, tried to limit the options in front of Albertans because, you know, many Albertans really make up their mind during this debate. So they are taking the approach that... To participate, the party must be represented in the legislature, but that that representative must have been elected under that banner then. That's what they've decided. Well, that's because they've rewritten the rules. You know, there, there is no legislation around this. In the States, there's uh, the United States, say the presidential election, they have an electoral 
uh, a presidential debate uh, commission, and it's got various different criteria. It's normally just Republicans and Democrats, but then there is an opportunity for the odd Ross Perot to come along if they can meet certain criteria. There's That does not exist in Alberta, so it's based on precedent. And so under lobbying from the Kenny campaign, they rewrote the rules to change 40 years of precedent for the first time in the history of Alberta to exclude a party that has, as an elected leader uh, uh, in the legislature, from the debate. What's to stop an independent MLA from creating, you know, a shell of a party? That, that independent MLA, John Smith, is now the leader of the John Smith party. Therefore, he gets to be in the leader's debate. What, what has to be there to, to demonstrate that the party has some legitimacy? Well, I'm not opposed to there being actual hard rules that we can set. That being said, the big parties always have an interest in excluding the smaller parties. We saw this when both the NDP and Tories got together to, um, to completely strip smaller parties of... Uh, of uh, equivalent resources relative to the big parties for the number of MLAs they have in the legislature. So the big parties always want to limit options down to a binary option, not uh, not a democratic multi-party option. Um, uh, there there should be different benchmarks. We can uh, I, I would agree with that. But uh, you know, creating a creating a political party in Alberta is much harder here than it is in almost any other province. Um, you need either a very sig- large number of signatures, or you need to run. Uh, 44 candidates uh, or have, I think, three or four members of the legislature. There's various ways to create a party, but it's not very easy to do. So even though there's a number of, say, paper parties in Alberta, there's only a few that are actually active in any way. And uh, if if a party uh, gets registered with Elections Alberta and then they become recognized as a caucus of the legislature... Uh, I, I think that they've uh, they've got a right to be in the debate, and it's not, and it shouldn't really be up to um, to people, who, uh, nameless people, running a media consortium and lobbying from other campaigns to try and uh, limit the options of Albertans. Now, you made a conscious decision early on with, with your approach as a leader to, to try to reduce the risk of uh, an NDP re-election through vote splitting to focus on ridings where you believe the NDP didn't really have a chance. But, I mean, that leaves you in a position where with just 24 candidates, you're not going to be premier. Mathematically, you're not mm-hmm. going to be premier. So in terms then of the leader's debate and people assessing potential premiers, do you belong on the stage in that sense? Well, uh, I mean, math in a theoretical science fiction world, David Kahn or Stephen Mendel could become premier. But I, I don't think anybody who is uh, not on uh, pretty strong psychedelic drugs believes that they will be, <laughs> sure. uh, with all respect. But Albertans have the choice to make. I made a conscious decision that the number one priority is getting rid of the NDP in this election. The number two was making sure that we weren't simply returning to the old boy Tories with uh, with a majority government, that there would be some accountability. So I made a conscious decision that we're only running candidates and constituencies where the NDP have no chance of winning. People are going to get one kind of conservative or another, that we're going to give people a real choice, not an echo. Um, not that I expected any goodwill to be returned from the Tories, but they've uh, tried to use that as an excuse that we want the NDP gone and we are going to make a sacrifice as a party, something political parties don't really do to help another party that we disagree with on many issues. Uh, they've taken that decision we made to put Alberta first, not our party first, as an excuse to try and exclude us from the debate. All right. Well, let's talk about the campaign then, because as you say, I mean, you're focusing on these ridings. You're writing as, as much against the UCP then as, as you are against the NDP. So what, I mean, what, what is your message? What are you trying to get across the voters as to why they should disregard the Conservative Party, maybe most likely to form government and, and vote for your party? Well, the last time we had a majority Tory government without any Conservative opposition, we know how far off the rails they went. We know how entitled to power they became. You know, when I... Uh, 
was supporting the merger of the Wild Rose and PC parties. I thought that it would be absolutely for the best. I thought we'd take the best of both parties, and what we ended up getting was the worst of both. But um, I, I, I thought that a sense of entitlement would probably would eventually set in inevitably somewhere maybe in the end of a second term, not while they're in opposition, not that they would start cheating and uh, showing a sense of entitlement before even forming a government. So we're presenting an option to Albertans that isn't the top-down Tory brass, that is legitimate democratic grassroots parties where the leader isn't picking your candidate for MLA, uh, and we're a very different kind of conservative party. We don't want the government just out of your wallet. We want the government out of your bedroom, your church, your school. We are uh, libertarians and conservatives, and we're Alberta patriots. We are not just another uh, branch office of the Federal Conservative Party of Canada. We are an Alberta-only party that uh, believes very strongly that Alberta needs to ha- be treated equally in Canada. We need to take control over areas of uh, government that are under provincial jurisdiction that other provinces like Quebec have, like running our own immigration, collecting our own taxes, having our own police force, uh, and uh, and ending equalization. And backing that up, that if we can't be treated equally as a country, there should be a vote on independence. So we are a very different, in some ways, we share certainly share some ideas with the, with the Tories, but in many respects, we're a, a radically different party that uh, that is not your grandfather's Tories. Okay, so let's say... It- you're, you're able to elect some MLAs. Um, obviously, then, as, as you concede, you're not going to be in, in government. So how then do you try to follow through on these promises? You're saying to people, vote for us because this is what we believe. So how do you make those things happen? How do you deliver on those promises? Well, uh, Alberta's never had a minority government before. Uh, we're the only province in Canada, if I'm not mistaken, that's never had a minority government. And minority governments are good from time to time to remind the politicians that they're not a dictatorship when they have a majority government, that they have to work with others. Uh, the polls show right now uh, that the NDP will still lose, but uh, there's a possibility that uh, some of the smaller parties uh, have the potential to hold the balance of power. We have this in two provinces currently right now. In BC, the NDP rely on a further left party, the Greens, to stay in power. In New Brunswick, the PCs rely on a further right party, the People's Alliance, to stay in power. And uh, when you have those smaller parties, they can negotiate with a larger party to come to uh, a shared agenda on, uh, on to provide stability for a minority government for four years or form a coalition. Alternatively, you at least get a voice in the legislature to speak out and push things in a direction and be heard. Uh, the idea that you shouldn't elect an MLA just because there'll be an opposition is like saying that we should have had 87 NDP MLAs in the last uh, for the last four years and that we shouldn't have had any Wild Rose or PC or Liberals or Alberta Party. So it's important to have the diversity of different political views represented in Alberta. And, um, you know, I'm not a I'm not a career politician. I'm not here to read from a script and uh, and fall in line. I've got the most independent voting record of any MLA in the province, and I've got by far the most conservative voting record of any MLA. I'm the only MLA that voted to cut his own pay. I'm the only MLA that uh, fought against oil curtailment, fought against uh, Trudeau ownership of the pipeline, fought against race and gender quotas in Bill 14, fought against um, banning uh, pro-life protests in Bill 9 on a very long laundry list of other legislation. And uh, I think it's important to have, uh, even if it's not government, a contingent of Freedom Conservative Party MLAs in the next legislature who are there not, uh, not to fall in line, but to really shake things up. All right. Well, and, and when we look at the, the province-wide polling numbers, I mean, it's it's tough to pinpoint what the likelihood of that is. So what, what do you see as, as realistic for your party? And are you, you, you've got 24 candidates, but are you focusing on, on some writings more than others? How, how are you trying to approach this, given, you know, the resources you have as well? Well, we're a new party. We're a smaller party. We don't have the big money, but uh, we got a lot of fight. And uh, 
you know, one of the reasons, uh, in addition to not wanting to have any kind of vote split um, in running uh, candidates and runnings where the NDP don't have any realistic chance of, uh, of winning, was also that we would focus our resources. We would make sure we have good candidates in those ridings, that they would be uh, properly equipped. Um, but of course, we, uh, you know, some ridings were more likely to win than others. My own riding of Chestermere Strathmore is, uh, you know, me, me representing half of uh, the current constituency before it was gerrymandered. That gives us a better chance, as well as a few others. We got Drayton Valley, Devon, um, a, a, a couple of good con- uh, targets like that. So I believe we can elect uh, at, at least uh, a reasonable number of uh, Freedom Conservative Party MLAs to the next legislature. But, um, uh, you know, under lobbying from the Kenny campaign, the consortium deciding that uh, we will not have a, ta- a place at the table in this debate artificially curbs the choices of Albertans. It, this is a small select group of people uh, who are not even known to the public who are deciding these are the choices in front of you and this is what we're going to limit it to. And there, of course, are reasonable limits. So we don't want 20 people on stage. That would just, uh, that wouldn't be very, well, maybe it would be fun to watch, but it wouldn't be, be. <laughs> but it would be particularly informative. So I appreciate that. But uh, by completely rewriting the rules after 40 years of precedent and history of uh, debates in Alberta, they're trying to shape that. But I do believe if, um, if there is a, uh, a road to Damascus moment here and the consortium decides to do the right thing and uh, follow past precedent and let us in. Uh, I believe we can really upset this. I believe we could uh, form a legitimate large third party and hold the balance of power in this province. And uh, funny enough, people would get a more conservative government if there is a minority government that relies upon the Freedom Conservative Party uh, to stay in power rather than a majority Tory government. All right. Well, more at freedomconservativeparty.ca. Derek Fildebrandt, appreciate you taking some time for us here today. Thanks for coming in. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Rob. All right. That is Derek Fildebrandt. He is leader of the Freedom Conservative Party of Alberta. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.